That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, if me bust on your head, you try. That's what's up. Then I dig low with my trauma. That's what's up. And all them haters never look wild. That's what's up. And all I know, Jack Nasty. That's what's up. What's up, Turks and Caicos? I hope you guys are having a great morning because I know I am. It's yours truly, Andy Mizek, host of What's Up, Turks and Caicos, and I'm here with past junior minister of tourism and past Caricom youth ambassador, Miss Zaria Ingham. So, Zaria, who are you for those in Radio Land who might not know? Well, good day, everyone, for those who are tuning in and listening. My name is Zaria Ingham, as our host previously mentioned. I am a proud Turks and Caicos Islander who grew up on the island of Providence Yalis. I am no stranger to youth empowerment work as I spent most of my teenage and young adult life um, thus far in advocating for and desiring to represent the, the voice of the youth on local, regional, and international platforms. Oh, really nice. Um... Uh, Zara, you have been on the scene of leadership for a very, very long time. You know, that's, that's, I mean, how I met you through, you know, youth parliament a few, few years back. So when did, when did your passion for leadership begin? Uh, What inspired you to say that you wanted to become a leader? Wow, that's a really good question. Uh, In terms of entering the realm of leadership, I always believed that I had a knack for wanting to see my group, my team, or my peers succeed. And thus, I naturally inclined towards leadership opportunities to see this happen, as I knew that to see the collective greatness, one must help in some way to guide them to that. So uh, in terms of preparation for that, I honestly sought to to surround myself with like-minded individuals, um, people who would challenge me to think beyond the box, not even outside the box, but beyond that, um, who would show me the ropes in learning how to to spearhead uh, different issues, to delegate, to manage and do tasks efficiently, um, as well as people who could redirect me and push me to go after things with confidence and knowing whether or not I receive anything, that experience is literally the best currency to have. So uh, I believe you uh, really and truly you are who you surround yourself with. So coupled with various skills that were cultivated by great influences around me and sheer ambition and grit, I, by the grace of God, was able to receive and uphold dutifully the leadership responsibilities that were given to me. I know that was a mouthful, but <laughs> yeah. So, so how, how old were you at that time? Like when you, when you, I mean, had that burning desire to say that you wanted to be a leader? Oh, wow. Um, I guess at the age where I realized that I really wanted to become a leader, I would say around the age of 13, mm-hmm. 13, 14 years of age. Okay. So how did you end about preparing, you know, when the de- desire developed, did you started to read anything Did you started to like watch any videos, you know, what, what, what was a great inspiration for you during that time? Okay. Um, so kind of like what I said um, before, uh, I really uh, knew the importance of surrounding myself mm-hmm. uh, with like-minded individuals. Uh, particularly, I found myself growing um, really great friendships with persons who were older than me, who had way more experience in terms of leadership. 
um, asking them a lot of questions in terms of, okay, what was the experience like for them in dealing with uh, the various issues that they have to uh, face on a daily basis? Uh, basis, as well as, okay, what are some tips, some pieces of advice uh, that they would give me that could help uh, cultivate the the mindset that I had in terms of wanting to learn to actually walking uh, in leadership. So things such as uh, teamwork or allowing yourself to not only just be a leader in terms of uh, looking down and trying to sort and navigate life, but also understanding that as a leader, your main goal or your main reason for leading is to serve others. Like leadership is a position of servitude, uh, first and foremost, before anything. And so just being able to, to spend my formative years amongst um, people who, who have had so much experiences within those realms, it really has uh, developed my mind from young to look at life not only as okay like um, me being a leader and directing people in whichever uh, way but also okay how can I serve how can I give of myself so that I can see the the collective success of the group of the team of the nation and it goes on so on and so forth. So, so how did you went about becoming the junior minister of tourism? Oh, that is such a funny story. Okay, so um, when I first heard of the title of Junior Minister of Tourism, I remember I was in Form 1, and uh, I loved uh, social studies. I was really, really um, close with my social studies teacher in terms of um, I loved the subject overall, and so just asking him, okay, what about this, what about that? But when I first heard of uh, the junior minister of tourism competition it was through my social studies teacher and he invited me as well as some other students to uh, witness our representative from my former high school maranatha academy uh, to go um, into the competition and so i went and that was life-changing for me and from that day of the competition forward i actually nagged that teacher almost every week in terms of, okay, uh, Mr. Sinclair, that was his name. How do I prepare for this competition? Like, mind you, like the competition is for fourth form students and I was in form one. And so uh, through my persistence, as I like to say, uh, and through him spending a lot of time in, in teaching me how to uh, think quickly on my feet, how to present my uh, a speech or an argument uh, and him giving me the opportunities to um, work along with other students to debate or to enter in other speech competitions. He, as well as, of course, um, other persons, other teachers, my parents, they really pushed me and motivate me to, to do something that I had my sights set on for, I would say, a pretty long time. And so when the day of competition came, I was extremely nervous, extremely anxious, but I knew that this was something that I had been preparing for for years. And so, yeah, I just went with God and I was afforded the amazing opportunity of becoming the Junior Minister of Tourism for the Turks and Caicos Islands 2016 to 2017. What did the position require of you and how did that value to you as a leader? So 
the position required me to work really closely alongside the department of well not really the department okay let's cut that out <laughs> okay so in terms of um what the position required of me, I worked closely along with the Ministry of Tourism as well as with the Tourist Board. Uh, so with the Tourist Board in particular, I was given the opportunity to intern with them over the summer. I also traveled along with them to various countries. So for example, I traveled with them to New York for the... Uh, for the CTO, the Caribbean Tourism Organization's Youth Colloquium, uh, that was, uh, we were represented uh, by the Turks and Caicos Community College. They did extremely, extremely well. Um, I also had the privilege of traveling to Grenada to represent the Turks and Caicos Islands at the CTO Youth Congress. Uh, so there, me, along with other junior minister of tourism, members from various countries we gathered together for a three-day um, symposium where uh, a number of tourism related matters were addressed and then on the last day we as union ministers we presented various ideas regarding a particular issue um, as well as like came up with solutions as to how we would see fit um, that the Caribbean could adopt in terms of those issues. Um, and it was amazing, amazing experience just getting a, a chance at like 15, 16 years old to, to sit around a round table with my peers and just go back and forth and collaborating on various ideas to solve real time issues that the Caribbean uh, was facing at the time, especially post hurricanes Irma and Maria. Yeah. So how would you say it added? added value to you as a leader right so in terms of how it added value to me as a leader a leader well a little leader i would say mm -hmm. is that it taught me how to network mm -hmm. how to not be afraid to step up in spaces where i am literally the youngest person in the room and to facilitate conversations and find possible mentors who will be able to continue to guide me in those formative years in my desire of wanting to become not only like a local uh, or regional leader, but even an international one. So how did the CARICOM Youth Ambassador position present itself? Like what made you go after it? So again, another funny story. <laughs> mm -hmm. So one of my relatives uh, was actually a CARICOM Youth Ambassador. And so I remember asking her, hey, like, what does that entail? And she told me it's all about serving youth, essentially. And I remembered at that formative age, I was probably younger than that, um, younger, like about eight or nine. And I remember telling myself, I would love to have a job like that, just where I can go and serve the youth and just advocate on their behalf. And so... The, oppor uh, the opportunity actually presented itself in the midst of COVID, which honestly was a light at the end of the tunnel. COVID was hard uh, on all of us. And so to see that the Department of Youth actually wanted to restart and revamp the CARICOM Youth Ambassador Program, um, especially during a time as that, I was like, yeah, this is my opportunity. This is my chance. I want to go for it. 
And so um, by the grace of God, with the support of, of family and friends, um, I applied. And then I was invited to do an, an interview. And yeah, through the entire interview process and application process, uh, they selected me to be the female character youth ambassador for the Turks and Caicos Islands 2020 to 2022. So how would you say it added value to you in terms of being a leader and as well as giving you that sense of responsibility for country? Right. So I think it took it a step above uh, what the junior minister of tourism um, opportunity presented me in the sense that, yes, I also got the opportunity to, to network and to be in places with other young people in terms of networking with and working alongside organizations such as PAHO, CARICOM, like, uh, but I think apart from the, the drafting of policies and handbooks and executing projects, the main value that it added to me was the understanding of teamwork. Again, leadership isn't authoritative, rather it's collaborative. You are part of a team. And so to be able to learn that and understand how the major successes of any Caribbean country is through collaboration and through teamwork with other Caribbean counterparts, that was the, the biggest value uh, that was added to me that I took away from that experience. So there's a segment of my show that I call Giving Flowers. Um, <laughs> I mean, this, this, this segment here is where I, I usually applaud my guests for the great job and great work that they're doing. Uh, oh, there's many, you. you know, youths that are doing negatives and, you know, we are quick to school them, but the, the few youths who are doing well, I feel like we should praise them and encourage them. So Zaria, you are, I mean, definitely uh, inspiration to males and females alike. You have inspired me in many ways. I tell you, I think I tell you this, I, I usually tell you this every time we speak, but <laughs> Even the CARICOM ambassador position, you know, when it came around, you know, I could remember before I got interested in it, like seeing you and following you from our days of being a youth parliament together. Despite, right. I mean, I didn't do any debates, but I mean, our few interactions, just your passion, your love for country, you know, your like how eloquently you speak, how you, you know, just firm and you go out there and you get things done. All of those things inspired me to have a desire to be a, I mean, youth parliamentarian again, have a desire to be a CARICOM ambassador. So what you're doing, you're a trailblazer, you know, you are definitely making the way for many other youths to follow in the same path. You know, many wouldn't tell you that, but, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You have my support. I know you have your family support, your country support, you know, uh, Definitely, I mean, lost for words in, thought of, in terms of seeing how proud I am, but just keep on the path that you are. Wow, that was really, that was really lovely to hear. Thank you so much, Andy. No problem, no problem. You're welcome. So a lot of you have interest in being young leaders, but might have fears such as, you know, confidence, public right. speaking. So what are your tips for them? How can they get out the shell and deliver at a high level? Right. I know it's cliche to say, but go for it. You know, even myself up to now, I still get nervous in speaking, but 
I always remind myself to never allow my fears to be greater or cripple the things that I'm interested in doing. You never know the audience that you may reach that would love to hear your contribution that could spark a needed discussion or inspire others to do the same, to build a healthy communicative society. The fear will always be there, but never allow it to steal your voice. Your voice matters. Very, very powerful, very powerful. <laughs> and I completely, I mean, degree. I mean, you are currently abroad for school, right? Yes, so yes, I am. What school are you currently attending and what is your major? So currently I am attending Florida International University and I am about to complete my bachelor degree in organizational communications. So how is being a broad school currently going? It's going fairly well. Um, I have been able to adjust to the new culture. I mean, of course, when you go away, um, you're excited about just the level of change, but also the level of change can bring about a lot of difficulty. Of course, there's a lot of homesickness, not every now and then, like it's every day. Um, but nevertheless, I have fully adjusted um, as well as going pretty well by the grace of God. <laughs> so what are some tips of individuals who have a desire to go abroad to school and pursue their education? What are some tips? Some tips would definitely be uh, to make sure that one, that you stay connected uh, to home. I know it is fairly uh, easy to fall into the mindset of, yeah, I'm going to go away. I'm going to try new things, as you should. Uh, but also remember the importance of staying connected to home because homesickness is real as well as one of the things that I love about Florida International University is that you do have um, other locals who attend the school as well so I think that also adds in uh, a layer in terms of staying connected because you have people who you may know or be familiar with who you would see uh, maybe on a day-to-day -day or a weekly basis and so just staying in touch with them um, I would say would be the greatest tip that I could offer offer to anyone. But yeah, Ooh. go for it, pursue. Oh, you got it. <laughs> no, you could you could finish talking. No, but I was saying definitely uh, take mm -hmm. the opportunity and go and pursue uh, a tertiary level education. Um, yeah, always go after opportunities that you can use to, to further yourself, whether it be your education or even personally, I would just say take the advantage or take the opportunity while it's there. So what are your plans once you finish your bachelor's degree? Right. That is actually a really good question. Um, so as of right now, my plan is to go on to pursue my master's in global strategic communications, as well as I'm currently also applying for various internships, specifically within the realms of social media management and marketing. Um, I'm also understanding that life is not linear. And so I can very much set up a plan and that may not necessarily be the direction in which God wants me to go. So I'm also extremely open to, to various opportunities that is placed before me. But as of right now, that's the, the plan that I have in mind. So after, after completing your, your education, do you plan on coming back home? Honestly, 
I want to come back home. Mm-hmm. I would want to come back home. As of exactly the time frame that looks like, I am not sure. But I know at the end of the day, I would want to come home to give everything that I've learned, all the opportunities that I've gained, the skills that I've developed, the knowledge that I've been able to obtain. I would want to come back home and to share that to help better the, the growth and the development of my country. So there are some, I mean, individuals who are away, either, I mean, pursuing a higher education or just living abroad and have right. no desire at all to come back home, maybe because they feel like a lack of opportunity or, you know, there's no hope. So what is what are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that is honestly a very real trend that I've observed uh, from before beginning my schooling abroad and, and taking into consideration the various reasons, it, be it financial or, or otherwise, it is honestly tempting to want to migrate elsewhere and establish a life for yourself. Um, but this is how I think of it. How sad would it be if we as the Turks and Caicos Islands, after years of wanting a brighter future, not really have one to look forward to as the bright talent is being cultivated and used elsewhere. You know, I know there's also the issue of persons not having a place to fit in after returning from abroad opportunities, but I encourage them to not allow that to deter them at all. You know, the younger generations, they're watching us. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that there has to be other avenues that can be explored before making that decision. You know, I know recently that you've had some persons return home and they are making a huge impact as we speak, literally creating their own in- industry and lighting the path for so many other young people. You know, I think of persons like uh, Miss Lauren Hall and Miss Mary Fulford, after years of being abroad, they returned and have now have their own talk show, as well as they're building their own personal brand as young professional speakers and entrepreneurs. Um, I also think of Mr. Benson William Jun- Williams Jr., who literally came home and he spread his wings in trying to foster a digital filmmaking creative space within our film industry. So I would say that while yes, the the idea of wanting to travel and make life home abroad is tempting, we also have to understand that in order for the Turks and Caicos Islands to continue to grow, to have that spark of a bright future, we need young people like us to use our resources at home to build that future, not only for ourselves, but also for future generations to come. Without a doubt, you couldn't you couldn't have said it any better. And I share those same sentiments because uh, we as individuals have to realize that we are where we are because of the foundation that was set by the generation before right. us. The next generation will be where they are because of the I mean, foundation that's set by us. So it's up to right. us to, you know, use our knowledge and our possibility of experiences to create those opportunities for the next generation. So everything that we don't have, they have. So, you know, Turks and Caicos can continue and become better than it's ever been. You know, right. so what is your why? What keeps you going when faced with challenges? Because I know, you know, school can get overwhelming, you know, life, Absolutely. personal issues and <laughs> And many other, many other challenges that exist, you know, I mean, being 
just just growing you know and experiencing right new things so what is your why what keeps you going when you're at the edge and feel like giving up yeah well first and foremost that why is god <laughs> ah there very good are a, there have been a lot of of seasons in my life where yeah it was not easy it was very challenging but literally having a firm belief and firm faith in god and and making sure that I stay in tune with that has helped me throughout all of my life's challenges. But also I've cultivated a mindset in understanding that challenges are but seasons. You know, it's not meant to deter and to destroy you, but rather it is a teacher used to build character and to mold you into the individual that you are. You know, I've had many a conversations with persons who have gone through challenges that I don't even have the capacity of understanding, but seeing how it made them even more strong and more resilient and equipped to even help others is exactly the fruit that it is meant to bear. So yes, challenges are but seasons. Powerful, powerful. I felt like I just said none in a song just now. So can you can can you give a little motivation for the the young Turks and Caicos Islanders or the the young youths worldwide who um feel a sense of hopelessness, you know, uh as Yeah. in terms of you know where to go, what's next, and you know just want to give up on the breaking point of giving up. What would be your motivation to them? Mm. Hope. I know that as young people, there there's so much threats to our demographic that we have seen and experienced firsthand. I mean, we've experienced a flurry of emotions from anxiety to feeling lost, even hopeless. like nothing's going to change. And I empathize dearly and I validate those emotions as, as COVID as well as, and, that and those implications as well as gun violence and crime among many other things have been affecting us. It feels like there's no hope. But when I personally see our own Turks and Caicos Islands youth using their platforms, be it social media or school or wherever, just talking about these issues and presenting solutions, implementing their own projects to help curb these issues. Like for example, you and your mentorship program with the young men, just seeing that gives me hope. Our peers are stepping out and they're contributing whatever they can, be it their time, or their experience to help create a better society. And so seeing the resilience and the strength of our peers fighting for a brighter future is what can motivate us to never lose hope. As long as we keep fighting, we won't ever have to lose hope. <laughs> Powerful, powerful, Zanya, powerful. That, that brings me to the end of the interview. So you are the Turks and Cake guest. It's yours truly, Andy Mizek, the host of What's Up, with another great episode with Miss Zaria Ingham. I would see you next week with another episode. I'll see you later. Show you, that's what's up. Everybody wanna show you.